All right. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of How I Met Your Mortgage. As always, I'm your host, Adam Smith, with Just the Tips Coaching. And with me, pretty much as always, is our co-host, Yogi Somier, superhuman marketing director, one of our other coaches, I may have already said that, Jen Weybor Hart, <laughs> and newlywed Jen Weybor Hart. Hi, Jen. <laughs> Hi, I understand why you kept your camera off. Ah, live. Uh, See it. (laughs) Jen is coming to us live from Maine this week, which is kind of cool stuff. Uh, Although the weather there is uh, far uh, different than what we're having in the uh, Denver area this week with uh, highs of 60s and dry and sunny and it's not Maine. And that's probably true for our guest as well. Welcome back to the show. Your British mortgage broker, you can't see that, but my favorite British mortgage broker, (laughs) Ben Lavender, Ben coming to us from New York. Thank you very much. I'm happy to be back. This is what, my third or or fourth appearance? Yeah, somewhere in that range. Whatever it is, it's not enough. I love that. I I will do this every year until I die, even when I'm out the business in 20 years from now. Oh, I'll be dead before then, and I'll be out. Yeah, okay. (laughs) <laughs> ben, you'll bury us all. Ben, are you married? Uh, I'm not. Are, do you have any children? No. Yeah, so you're going to outlive us all. <laughs> well, I, I, I met <laughs> a girl recently, actually, that I'm going to propose to probably in sometime in the next, I don't know, five, six months. What? Does so, she know this? Yeah, she knows. That's a pretty big reveal <laughs> on the podcast. Yeah, she's aware. That we've, that we've been tagging you in and promoting you on for a solid week. So Yeah, no, it's fine. It's, it's okay. fine. So, yeah. She no, she's, she's fully aware. She was, you know, she drops a hint every day. So okay. she, she's she's waiting for it. She, so, yeah, well, I mean, she wants to be Mrs. Ben. ben Lavender? Yeah, crazy, right? She wow. doesn't know all the bad stuff yet. So I figured if I propose soon... You know, it'll be won't all get out. And then, yeah, exactly. Like she can figure out all the bad stuff once we have kids and she can't go anywhere. Okay. I'm can. not going to tell her. Yeah. <laughs> I can't keep away from you guys. She didn't hear it from us. No. Okay. She's, uh, she's a good one. Well, that's exciting. The next time we have been on the show, he might be betrothed. He might even be married. Maybe. That'd be wild. Maybe. We'll wow. see. Wow. Like we'll see real grown up shit. I know. Yeah, no, I want to have kids. I don't have kids. I, I know it's not easy to have kids. I'm fully aware of that. It's, you know, it's hard. It's it's really hard. But, you know, it's uh, something I've always wanted. So let's get rock and rolling. It's a, it's a tough gig. No lie. Yeah. Uh, but I wouldn't trade it for the world. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. My, my kids are amazing people. So thanks, yeah, thanks to great parenting. Uh, it's a tough job, but you know, just, uh, and, and Jen's done it, too. We, it's just you got to. Raise good people, nice people, kind people, tolerant people, accepting people. But yeah, not easy really to do. Not easy to do. All right, so let's talk about Ben. And Ben, I think we'll probably still clear the subjects that you wanted to talk about, <laughs> like your nude male modeling and uh, those kinds of things. Your your recent induction into the Playgirl Hall of Fame. Yeah, we'll we'll skip those topics. People can go Google that. Well, they already know. I want the already know. side of me, you know, the mortgage side that no one knows. Let the mortgage side that no one knows, right. Because your marketing and your uh, social media presence and all these things are so atrocious 
that yeah. nobody actually knows what you do. Um, although I'm going to be really honest, and I know that we try to not delve into really high-level shit because a lot of our audience is uh, relatively new. Um, and we saw this this past year at Mile High Mastermind. We had the regulars, and a lot of the regulars brought their teams. And their teams were a lot of new people, a lot of new LOs. So Jen and I and all of our speakers are running through really high-level shit of people that have been at this event for five years, seven years. And a lot of these people that were not only new to the Mile High Mastermind, but new to mortgages in general, were like, yeah, this is great, but where do I start? Mm. That kind of thing. So I'm not going to lie. I see more of you in short form video, usually TikTok than anywhere else these days. And I don't think Jen and I have done a very good job of expressing. We, we coach on it. We work on it. Uh, we did a lot of that work at Mastermind. We did a lot of that work at an all-day video uh, uh, event for real estate agents that we did recently, uh, which it really wasn't supposed to be. We just kind of veered off topic. We're really going to work on production video rather than short form. And I don't think Jen and I have done a good job of explaining to our audience, to our coaching clients, until we get to that module, how important this is, how valuable this is right now. And how authentic, how genuine, how transparent you can actually be as a high ticket item salesperson, again, real estate, mortgages, insurance, uh, high-end cars, financial planners, whatever. So valuable because you're really going to give your audience an opportunity to get to know who you are, what you look like, how you dress, your sense of humor, how you speak, tone, inflection, etc. whether or not you have hair or had never had hair or have new hair, these kinds of things. Um, and I would love for you to give us some insight as to where it started, what you're doing now, why it's become so wildly popular, and frankly, what kind of techniques, tactics, activities you're doing yeah, so that we can get a little toehold on how to be Ben? Yeah, so um, I'll, I'll try and, you know, kind of pound through it. But basically, I started doing video content like in 2018. And this is... And you were behind the ball. I was... Look, I was... Let's, behind... let's not pull any punches. That, you're an early adopter and it was still behind the ball. Yeah, I mean, look, there were other people in the business that were doing it, especially in our group. But, oh, sure. no, but no one else was really doing it. So I had this advantage of that, like, at least in my market, no one was doing it in New York. Right. So like I had like a two year head start on everyone. And I didn't like, like sit down one day and was like, okay, let's do this a whole like strategy and it's going to turn into this whole thing. It just kind of happened accidentally. Uh, but over time I kept refining it. So like, I started off with just making like videos anywhere from a minute and a half to three minutes about just random questions in the mortgage business. And what they, what it ended up doing is just getting my name known, like in my local real estate community. And then obviously with uh, like all the groups that we're a part of Adam and, you know, people know me through that as well. So it all changed in 2020 when COVID hit and then the entire business started doing video. Right. And that's when we, we really had to switch it up. So candidly, actually, that year, I did very, very little video because I was working from home in New York. I don't know about you guys, but everything was like shut down for like nine months. It couldn't go anywhere. 
So I did like a couple, like I remember walking to like a train station close to my house to like shoot a video to just get outside. It was a weird time. But anyway, everyone started doing it. Um, and competition is definitely way higher in video marketing now than it was five years ago, even sure. six years ago. But that doesn't mean like, actually, let me preface it. You don't have to have like this massive following, right? I know there are people that do, but to me, the whole online social media marketing thing is just an efficient way to stay top of mind with people, right? It's like, sure. It's, can, it's a piece can, of the puzzle. Right. That That's it. And but look, it's it's an important piece because, as you said, it allows people to kind of get to know you without you having to like spend a hundred hours with them hanging out or getting to know them personally. Right. It's, it's also like it, another issue that I find that we have both on the agent side and the mortgage side is that people get business by like becoming everyone's best friend. And the problem is you can't scale a business by being everyone's best friend. It's just not possible. You only have so many hours. You can only spread yourself so thin before it becomes poor in terms of performance. So obviously I still do that stuff. Candidly, I neglected quite a bit of it for the past year or two um, is the in-person stuff. But I find that when you combine in-person, whether it's events, meetings, social stuff, then you do the social media stuff on top of it. And you've got some other things in between, some marketing, mailers, whatever it is. When you combine all of it, it's like amplified, right? It has this, this exponential effect on what it does because let's say that you, know, you go to a networking event and you meet someone, but you, know, you have a, a good five minute conversation, you feel great, you could potentially do business together and then you exchange socials and you're seeing each other's stuff and they're seeing that you're giving out great information, yada, yada, yada. So like you can think of it even as like a drip campaign after you meet someone. And that's honestly how I think of it, right? It's like I meet someone, I'll add them on social and they'll get my stuff, right? I mean, hopefully it depends on the algorithm, right? Whether they see it, but they'll see some stuff here and there. And it's like you're dripping them. And then eventually, like this happens to me frequently, I'll, I'll meet someone, you know, briefly exchange a few messages here and there and then not talk to them for like a year. And out of nowhere, it's like, hey, Ben, I have a referral for you. Or, hey, Ben, my friend needs this or I need this or whatever the case may be. And that's to me, that is the real beauty, because otherwise I got to do what everyone else does and schedule, you know, X amount of phone calls why times a month make those phone calls it's just a, a way for me to not have to do that stuff and like I, I also don't like calling people for the sake for like the sake of calling them if i'm going to call someone like i have to have a point beyond just like because let's say and this is another thing that a lot of people in the business dread and this by the way is a reason why i love uh, i know i know you adam you still use homebot or are you on home iq oh, still using homebot Okay, I switched to Home IQ. They're both I great. But I, yeah, I still like HomeBot, by the way. I prefer the actual interface, but whatever. It's another story. So, like, an issue that we have in the business, I find, especially like post closing, is reasons to follow up with our clients, right? So, like, I say this all the time, but like checking in with your client that you help close on a property a year later to share with them, like, some oatmeal 
raisin cookie recipe <laughs> isn't valuable, right? It doesn't help. But, you know, putting them into something like HomeBot or HomeIQ and then, you know, touching base with them that way, maybe send them like a happy birthday message or a card, like, because that's genuine, right? If I'm hitting up a client of mine, and I do this, and Adam, I know you do this too, very well, by the way. So if when I'm like texting a client or calling a client to wish them happy birthday, it's genuine, right? Like I'm genuinely calling them to wish them happy birthday. I'm not doing it just for the sake of doing it. And that's the same thing with like the follow-ups. I don't want to call a client seven months later to just randomly check in and then say, who, hey, by the way, if you have any friends, family or coworkers, send them over to me. It comes off at least with the New York population uh, they can see it from a mile away. And even if you are genuine, they still like a suspicious. Right? Sure, so sure. In my opinion, at least for me, my market, um, you're better off just like giving information out, being useful. And, you know, that way people will eventually send the business back to you. All right. And, hang on. Hang on. Because there are a couple of things that we're glossing over here that I think are really important, particularly when it comes to how the short form video plays in social media and how yeah. that drip campaign of sorts for lack of a better term or just to steal your term is working and there are there's another side of that coin where the results are significant and there have been three or four instances as of late uh jen was present for one of them we were at the airport traveling to a conference i'm not even in my normal shorts and a t-shirt i'm wearing a sport coat I'm wearing a mask because that was the style at the time, in the <laughs> airport, right? And the woman behind me in line at TSA, as I'm chatting up the TSA agent, knows me. She, we've never met. She says, hey, you're Adam Smith. Okay. We chat, we chat all the way down to the concourse. Out to, I know you've been through Denver International. Um, we chat all the way down to the train, out to the concourse, out to her gate. Um, there was one. Ah, I was at a Halloween party just this past fall. Adrian introduces me to his wife, who's an agent. You're the just the tips guy. That kind of thing. Another was an episode in a retail establishment where the guy working retail happened to be a real estate agent, either part-time or in a former life, something to that effect. And he knew it. And there was one really recently. Oh, I was at a, uh, an NBA game. I was at the Nuggets game on Saturday afternoon. Uh, my title, one of my title reps is there and she and I do a lot of work together. She's there with a real estate agent and he, again, says, oh, you don't need an introduction. You're just the tips. Nice. And so this kind of constant and consistent, authentic, transparent activity really drives that kind of thing. And if it's somebody you've art that you met first and then you've got them in this pseudo drip campaign, yeah, you're forming a stronger bond, a better relationship, those kinds of things. And I think it's important to understand that if we're really good at it, people are going to know who you are before you know who they are. Yeah. And and don't get me wrong. It's, it's nice to be like a little mini celebrity in the business or our local market, <laughs> right? Yeah. It, like it's cool, but it goes, it's really with what you just said, right? Because it's people know you, but they haven't even like met you. And then once they do, it's all the pre-selling of who you are, your integrity, how you carry yourself, et cetera, the value that you produce. It's already in their head, but now that they've met you, they feel comfortable, right? The because, degree of no like, and trust is already established. Yeah, and we also have to be cognizant, I find, of the fact that like 
when we post a lot of content, and this goes back to the celebrity thing, which I'm obviously joking about, but... Not really, though. Yes, but in, in this case, you'll, you'll see what I mean. Because when people... Or, for someone to go on video, most people at least, unless you're a sociopath, for you to like talk about something on video and have it be permanent on the internet, it basically says that you at least believe that you're a professional, you're an expert, and you know enough where you feel comfortable enough to go on camera and tell other people about this. The negative that it can have on other people though is like, okay, Ben, Adam, they know their stuff so well back to front, I don't feel like I'm on their level and I'm like scared to reach out to them. I've gotten that before, not often, but it happens. It does. And uh, I mean, like we're just people, obviously it's, we're not like, again, the celebrity thing, like we're not celebrities. I mean, again, people know us in the business cause we network, but it's not like we're on this high horse. Like we still want people to feel comfortable enough to reach out. So even though I do the short form stuff, I'll say, and I, I stopped doing this a while ago. I need to get back into it, actually. So it's it's again with combining everything, right? So if you combine short form content and whatever other type of content that you have, along with the in-person stuff, but then you also combine it with like posting your day-to-day -to, -day to your stories, that is huge. Because even though, let's say, the short form makes me look all buttoned up and prof professional, but then I'd be like in my camera while I'm in the gym, just going blah, 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 like being silly, right? And showing that there's a human side to me. That's like, because that's when people really react and respond to the messages is when you're actually posting in your story on a regular basis, which I just, again, admitted, I don't do as much as I used to, but that is absolutely key. That's an interesting take on it. And yes, I don't think that the celebrity status that the, uh, paparazzi-esque result is really what we're shooting for. And no. yeah, it's kind of fun and it's kitschy and it's, it's always an interesting look into sales psychology when it comes to doing this kind of activity when people see you, find you, notice you, talk to you, and interact with you like they know you when you've never met. Yeah, it's the best. It's it's freaking, like literally it's amazing, yeah. It, and, it, and, that, and that's why yeah. I'm like, why doesn't everyone just do this? All you have to do is shoot some freaking videos and post them, and people will get to know you. But again, people are still like uncomfortable on camera and whatever. But there's yeah. still a lot of that, no question. Although Jen and I talk about that with people and at events and with our coaching clients all the time. And the bottom line there is that the way you people look and sound on camera is how you look and sound in person. <laughs> so get over it. I mean, yeah. Do you want to do that? What do you want to be? Whoever it is that you don't like about the way you sound or the way you look, one on one or a thousand on one, pick one. It's it's really uh, about the same. But Basically, I, if you're ugly in person, you're ugly on camera. So just thank get you. You're ugly. You're just ugly. Get past <laughs> it. Okay. Um, but I think the thing that long term, and I know you experience this with the volume and the longevity and the constancy and consistency with which you've done it, is that there are two major benefits. The one, when we're talking about our role as mortgage originators, networking with potential advocates, uh, certainly potential clients and leads, seeing that content, consuming that content, is that because you're able to develop that degree of know, like, and trust, you're shortening your sales cycle. 
yeah. making that so much easier on yourself. And if there's a degree of no, I can trust, if they trust you, they're going to trust your process, which is really a byproduct that we don't think enough about, but it makes the transaction easier. It makes it easier on my team. Humans are weird. We're the only species that asks why. I tell the dog to come. The dog doesn't ask why. Right. I Someone on my team asks a borrower for that last page of the bank statement that's totally blank, intentionally left blank. The borrower's asking why. Right. If they have a degree of know, like, and trust, they're going to know, like, and trust my process. And that is going to get easier as well. Yeah. So the beginning of that would be to know, right? So essentially what I understand from what you're saying, which I a thousand percent agree, and I'm glad you brought it up because it is so important, is that it literally saves you time, right? Because in order to build rapport with a random person and you got to call them and see them regularly, it may take, it, look, it could take, if you're very skilled, it could take one phone call, but regardless of how skilled you are, there's always going to be a population that may take five hours worth of conversations before they feel comfortable. Could be dozens of interactions. Right. Whereas the content basically not, I feel like it's the wrong word I'm saying, but it's, it sells them on you. So you don't have to do all that work. It's like, okay, I've gotten to know you through your content. Now I'm ready. Now I'm going to reach out. If you didn't do all that content and you made all those phone calls and you wanted to get 20 clients that would have taken you a hundred hours, right? So it's, it literally makes you more efficient in converting business. Like, and since like, I've done this, by the way, like, like I, I'm not going to admit it on camera, but the amount of outbound phone calls I make daily is very, very small, right? It's a tiny, tiny amount. And that's because I want people to come to me, right? It's like, I'm not like making these sales calls. It's like, basically, if I put it out there, if you feel like I'm not the one for you, no problem. There are tons of people out there that can help you with a mortgage. But if you feel like I am for you, great, let's boogie. This is the way, diggity bang, diggity dang, as I say. And again, that is the beauty of it. And I feel like that's a point that a lot of people don't see because to be truthful, I didn't even see it myself until I experienced it. I had no idea that would happen. And then it was uh, it was a pleasant surprise. What can I say? Is, is this the Queen's English, the biggity, bangity? I just want to make sure that I'm... Now it's the King's English. Th that's right. Now it is the King's English. Yeah. Indeed. Um, I do think that there's something else that we kind of talked about briefly that's really important because what we're doing in that kind of content when we're getting in front of people, staying top of mind, right? And we talk about HomeBots, a great home IQ, great way to make that happen. Um, and for those of you that are entertaining one or the either, um, it's a matter of taste. Uh, Jen and I have a relationship. Homebot is based here in Denver, Colorado. So we just happen to have a lot of ties to uh, the local community together that way. Uh, but there's one that really clicked with me when you said that, which happens to be specific to the calendar right now. All of you, real estate, mortgage, uh, CPAs, insurance people, financial planning people, Make sure your clients have what they fucking need to prepare tax returns. Yeah. You have that information or it's readily accessible, easier for you to get than them. 
It's a genuine touch point. It's a genuine way to help. And if you're not doing that all of January, February, March every year, then shame on you. Yeah. Reach out to everybody you know and help them with what is a horrible process in these United States. Yeah. So, for instance, like we just send them their CD to the top of their inbox, you know, just like just make it easy for them and whatever else that they need from the transaction. It's and but like you said, it's a genuine touch point, right, which we don't get a lot of randomly throughout the year. So you have to take advantage of the ones that you get. Not, not unless it's oatmeal raisin cookie day. Right. Right, which uh, and and I say that Adam because I've gotten I mean no less than twenty from realtors like with these recipes. It's just oh, like, it's a daily yeah. occurrence. A coupon yeah. for a muffin, a, a recipe. Yeah, I mean, look, if, if of no value. If it was like a chocolate chunky cookie, then maybe I'd look, but not like a skinny little oatmeal raisin. Yeah. Like. Those, those are the those cookies are the reason I have tried. Who, who invented oatmeal raisin cookies to begin with, right? Because it's just a bait and switch. They look like chocolate. I put it in my mouth. I'm pissed off for the next month. It's uh, who can I sue? I'm gonna blame the Welsh. I yeah, the Welsh are fine. No one no one protects or cares about the Welsh. The Irish and the Scots are different though. People like them. I like them. Okay, uh, I'm sure. And uh, thank you to all of you uh, from the British Isles. We'll do that, Jen. This is your forte. This kind of activity, this uh, certainly in the short form video, you're really the one that does all the hands-on coaching with our clients when they get to that module. You're really the one speaking about this when we're at events. Uh, we talked about a lot. You talked about it a lot when you did the women's roundtable in Data Point. Um, I mean, there were a lot of things. This is really something that you have taken to heart. And I I think that one of the heart, <laughs> uh, the, <laughs> no pun intended there. Um, but I really think this is one of the things where not only have you become kind of an industry leader when it comes to short form for agents, for originators, so on and so forth. But now you're starting to develop this with some AI integration as well. Ooh, I want to hear about yeah. that. Yeah. Well, too. I want to take a step back for a second because I think there's something Ben said that's really important, and that's about stories um, and the authenticity that stories brings into play. Because it's, I mean, we talk about it some, but there's definitely a movement away from the super curated, perfect background videos that we were seeing uh, because people know that's not real. And they, again, they know they're being sold to. And to Ben's point, it's a commercial. I think it's great. Yeah. It's great to compliment those with you just talking on your stories. I think that's a really overlooked part of social media that Ben's talking about. Just get on and talk about something and let the ums be there and the uhs and whatever, but show people you're an actual human and not a sales machine that they can actually sit down and have a cup of coffee with you and you'll treat them like a human. Uh, stories are the best way I think to do that. I share endless stories every day uh, from sharing my own posts to other people's posts to exactly what Ben's saying and just talking about something. So I did want to just shed a little bit more light on what Ben was saying there because I am seeing less and less engagement with those over curated, even short form videos that got a little bit of a spike, I feel like last year when everybody moved to short form. Uh, but now it's, it's really people want to see your actual office. They want to see your cat running around in the background, like whatever it is. Uh, they wanna see the gym you go to, who you hang out with, all of that. The inside of your car, don't do it while you're driving, please, but yeah. the inside of your car when you're not just driving. So 
Um, and then as far as AI, yeah, um, all the time it's AI is stealing our jobs, right? AI is not stealing no, our jobs. No, AI is not going to take anybody's job. AI will take the job of the person that's not bettering themselves or doesn't actually know how to do their job. Right. Um, a couple great examples I have is I have a client in California. I showed Adam this uh, whenever I saw you last, Adam. But we asked AI to remove the letters from his ski bib that he was wearing. That's all we asked Photoshop's AI to just remove the letters. Well, it removed his head and turned his legs backwards. Nice. And he kind of looked like a penguin. So AI is not taking the photographer's job. Well, uh, beyond that, <laughs> let's let's not pull any punches here. AI is not actually artificial intelligence. This is not something that's self-learning. This computers are dumb. We they only know what we teach them. This case in what goes on with AI now is it just happens to be the entire wealth of knowledge that we've ever had because we've taught it to the computers, to the global network. But yeah, the phrase that I like best is AI is not going to take your job. People using AI are going to take your job. Yeah, people using AI. Absolutely. Speaking of, I used AI recently to replicate my voice. And it's freaking scary how good it is. Scotty did that too. It's so good. Just like me. I've got a couple ideas of how I'm going to use it, but it's just it's kind of freakish, you know, like I was listening to it legit freaked me out. Like I'm Ben Lavender. I'm like, I didn't say that. Like it's, it's, it's weird, but I feel like, you know, and you've got people as well who are now doing like video AI of themselves as well. And like, you can't really tell. So I, I do feel like some type of monitoring needs to be done because it's so easy mm. to fake things now. And mm. I hate to say like the government should get involved, but I don't know if it should be the government, but someone should, because like you can go around like faking so many things with people, right? Like, uh, I don't know if I wanted to replicate you guys and say, you know, Ben is the best mortgage broker on the planet. I could do that. Right. And people would believe it because it looks and sounds just like you. It's ab- okay. Well, wait a minute. Cause that's actually true. Well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I was trying to be humble. There are, there are some things going into place, especially with like advertising policies that you have to disclose if it's, AI based or not, I've seen it pop up on Meta so far. Yeah. Um, but I agree. I mean, it's it's. I mean, like any technology, people will do bad things with it, so there has to be protections yeah. in place. But to Adam's, I think original point is um, a course that I'm working on developing is 30 pieces of how to turn one big idea into 30 plus pieces of content. And I presented it originally at Social Media Day last year, Mile High Mastermind, and I've presented it two more times to smaller groups. Um, but basically this idea of like the number one thing we get is I don't know what to post. I don't know. I don't know what to talk about. Uh, well, that's where AI is great. It doesn't matter. Use Bard, use ChatGPT. It doesn't matter. But one big idea and then ask ChatGPT to break that down into 10 bullet points for you. Mm. There's 10 videos right there. There's 10 weeks of video if you're posting one a week. Uh, it's so, but the bigger idea, the better. I will, the disclaimer that we often talk about is the free version of ChatGPT only has access to the internet up to 2022, I think it is, Adam. Just. Um, if you pay for the the $20 a month or whatever it is, it has access to everything. Um, but I will say it does tell you. It says, like, just a reminder, I only have access up to data up to January of 2022, um, whereas BARD has access to the entire internet. Uh, all of that being said, don't rely on ChatGPT or any of these AIs to give correct statistics or facts. That's that is still your job as whatever 
salesperson you are. It's to make yeah, sure all of the information like that correct. said it, it, so it's true, right? Yeah, still got that's where it all gets dangerous. That's where it gets so dangerous. Yeah, like um, I, but I haven't even used Chat GPT that much, but. I've basically like because Chat GPT does have a style of how it replies. So I've like caught people texting me with Chat GPT replies, and I'm just like, <laughs> use your own words, brother. Like, you know, I know that's not you. Yeah, you're you're a big boy. Yep. You know, you can write your own sentence, and you know, it's just it's it's funny, <laughs> but it also comes across as like really inauthentic and lazy as well. Use your big boy words. Right. Yeah. Um. Although that's another piece of the puzzle. Again, it's not actually artificial intelligence computers are dumb they only know what we tell them the more time you guys spend with it whatever platform it is please pick one if we're talking about copy please pick one if we're talking about graphics please pick one if we're talking about video please pick one if we're talking about voice etc the more you use it the more you teach it who you are the better that will be right um, we always start with our coaching clients when we get to the AI module on building the perfect client avatar, which is a great opportunity for you to really begin teaching whatever program it is you're going to use about who you are, what you do, about your business, what it's like, who you want to be, how you picture yourself in business, et cetera, et cetera, in order to give that AI enough data about you to generate the perfect client avatar. And for those of you that haven't done that yet, please do that. At least create that avatar so that you know where you should be positioning yourself when it comes to your branding, your marketing, your video, your copy, your graphics, all the things you're doing on social media, all the things you're doing in short form. It's a really great stepping stone for shortcutting it to where you really should be focused. Let's put it that way. Yeah, absolutely. I need to do that too. Yeah. All it's right, pretty so cool. We did it at social media day with um, Brad Friedman. We, he walked us through a really extensive process of creating your client avatar. I think that was in... mastermind. Whatever. I'm pretty sure we were at, at TU. Um, we were at TU. One of those. We are on the college campus, um, so it must have been one of them. Right. But yeah, that's a great place to start. And then, yeah, use use these programs to help you come up with these scripts and then rewrite them into your voice. But you can teach them to write more in your voice instead of the generic ChatGPT. I have a client that's a meditation coach. Um, and it's really funny because I'll ask ChatGPT to rewrite something from a meditation coach. And it goes to the extreme, like the absolute most woo meditation coach ever and I have to tone it back. That's but hilarious. all of these, yeah. it's really funny. I gotta um, see I'll, I'll send you one. They're really funny. Uh, and then graphics wise, our little test, it's become a joke, but <sighs> I have has. a client who her logo is a zebra and all of these AI programs struggle with zebras because of the stripes. I don't know. Um, but my test is always, can it create a decent zebra? If it can, then I will trust it to create other graphics. So zebras and giraffes. Um, but at first I was getting like Six eyed zebras and four legs, Two heads, five legs, five legs, like yeah, which, insanity. Which site is that that does the AI images? So I use Canva. If you pay for Canva Pro, there's an app. Um, so if you go all the way to the bottom of the left hand side, you have apps and it's uh, text to image. I think it's it's a purple icon. Um, I've used mine a lot. So again, I've trained it to get better and it has gotten better. 
Um, and there's, there's a ton of them, but that's primarily what I use. And I mean, we could talk about AI forever, but we could, let's do that. The next time we have been on, right. We will talk about artificial intelligence and show you that the <laughs> robots have taken over just the tips coaching. I always thought and, AI began when yeah. I had a fight over a Cheeto with the Roomba, but let's <laughs> war of the machines. Um, let's figure out when we can get Ben back on the show. We'll make him our uh, repeat offender. We could. I like that. We could do it in a year. That'll probably be about. I right. think we're booking February of twenty-five right now. So let's do it. Thirteen months. Send me a calendar invite, and I will gladly accept. All right. And Perfect. Jen, what else we got going on these days? What are we going to do between now and the time we see Ben again? Yeah, that better we not were be true, up. by the way. I know. Okay. We haven't seen Ben in over a year. That's um, right. I'm due for a visit. That's true. So next Thursday, February 8th, we are doing our first ever Tip of the Tips Masterclass at 1 p.m. Mountain Time. Um, so if you've been curious about what we coach at Just the Tips, if you're a past client that could use a refresher, or we have new content like AI as part of that, um, or if you're just you're looking for some ideas for this year, uh, that's a great opportunity to get kind of a taste of everything we coach on. It's a 90-minute masterclass, again, next Thursday at 1 p.m. Mountain Time. Uh, and again, because Adam is who Adam is, it is $69 for that 90-minute class. Uh, you can get that information along with a whole lot of other information by texting mm. tips to 63566. Uh, I am still looking for speakers and sponsors for this year's Social Media Day Denver, which will be Friday, June 14th. So if you're interested in that, reach out. But also, if you just want to book a free hour of coaching, find out more about us, see past episodes of the show, you can get all of that by texting tips to 63566. Cool. Thanks, Bye. Jen. Thanks, Ben. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for having me, guys. Yeah, no, that was a great really chat. It's it. an excuse to get to see you. and uh, I'll take any excuse I can, guys. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll probably see you like two or three other times this year, in all honesty, right, at some random event that we have. That's true. <laughs> I, I had to share Mike's comment before we sign off because it's just so funny. The well, Roomba is how you, Skynet yeah. becomes self-aware. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, counselor. Oh, we appreciate the commentary. <laughs> Indeed. Of all the comments Jen was going to share, that was going to be the one for sure. I have to. All right. It's true. All right. Well, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. And for the rest of you that are watching live or in syndication or listening to the podcast, which you can find Wednesdays, they go up on Amazon Podcast, Spotify, and Apple. We are pretty much here live, 10.30 a.m. Mountain Time. You know, that's funny because you had said the time zone about the masterclass. And I remember somebody commenting. In fact, I think it was Kai McBride who said, nobody knows what Mountain Time is. And he's not wrong. It is the least populated time zone maybe on the planet. Um, well, Mexico City is in it, so maybe not. Um, but that would be 3 p.m. Eastern Time for the, uh, the, the master class. And yep. yes, noon Pacific. 1230, <laughs> yeah, noon Pacific, 1230 Eastern time. You can catch us live with episodes of How I Met Your Mortgage. And we'll be back next week with another one. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you guys next time. Love you guys. Peace out.